if you agree with that. Come on, stand to your feet and do it. Come on, let's stand to your feet. Come on, stand to your feet. Come on, give it one more worship. Give it one more hand clap. Yeah. What kind of love is this? Hallelujah. Aren't you glad to be in the presence of the Lord today? Are you having a good time so far? Amen. 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 Praise God. Are you ready for the word of the Lord? Go turn with me your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. And we're going to remain standing. I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. Can I get an amen from somebody who got there? Amen. 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 Now, if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith also is empty. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised Christ whom he did not raise up if in fact the dead do not rise. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. And you are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pitiable or pitiful. Verse number 20. But now Christ is risen from the dead. And has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Let's pray. Father, we adore you. We love you. We thank you, Lord, that your word gives us so much hope. We thank you this morning, God, that you have met us here. And Father, we want desperately, Lord, to get a word from you today that will transform us, Lord, like we've never been transformed before. Father, I need the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray that these precious people that you have called by yourself, that you have made to be your people, that God, they would hear your voice today. And that they will hear what you have to say to them. And Lord God, that their faith will soar because of you. We thank you for speaking to us, Lord, in advance. And all God's people said amen. 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 You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. We're kicking off a brand new series today entitled uh, The Rising. Easter is a quite exciting time. A very exciting time for all of us because we get to talk about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And to some, the resurrection is an offense. 
but to us who are being transformed by it, it is the power of God. My great fear is that with all the commercialism that is around the Easter holiday, that somehow that we miss the main point. As good as you look and as much as we love Easter bunny and eggs, how many know that Easter is not about eggs and good suits and pretty dresses? Easter is about a story of a risen Savior. It is about the Christ. How many know that the resurrection shouts victory? It shouts triumph. The resurrection is the cornerstone of our faith. You take the resurrection out of our faith, as Paul say, and we'll talk about it later. You take the resurrection out of our faith. It is nothing. The whole thing is hinged upon the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We must understand that had Jesus just died, hung on that cross and died, and if he had no power over the grave, how many know that we will still be in our sins? Jesus would be relegated to just another great man, another great teacher that came and did some great stuff. But how many know that he got up? And when he got up, when he rose from the dead, how many know that his sacrifice, everything that he did for you and me will last forever because of the victory of Jesus Christ. He paid our sin debt. How many are excited about that? You know, there's always a lot of controversy concerning Jesus. From the beginning of his ministry, <laughs> even till today, there's great controversy. Am I right about it? You know, I was watching some television program just the other day when they're trying to cast some doubt over the resurrection. Did Jesus really rise again from the dead? Can we really believe these stories? Everywhere you turn, and I believe it's the enemy. The enemy is trying to plant seeds to get you to somehow not realize the power and the reality of the resurrection. And yet Jesus, he has always been and continued to be till this day a very controversial figure. In fact, uh, look at Mark chapter number six, verse number one and four. Then Jesus, he went out from there and came to his own country. Everybody say his own country. <laughs> and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him? That such mighty works are performed in his hands. Is this not the carpenter? the son of Mary and brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon and are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and among his own relatives and his own house. So even his own people, they had problems with him. Who is this guy? Where did he come from? Where did he get this knowledge and this wisdom? In fact, who does he, Jesus, think he is? I mean, no, that's the same spirit of the world today. Who do you Christians, who do you think you are? Who does your God, who does Jesus think he is? One place, 
Jesus asked his disciples the question, who do men say that I am? <laughs> who, I, who, who, what are they saying? How many know that Jesus knew exactly that he was stirring the waves? <laughs> he knew exactly what was happening. Pilate asked him one time, are you the king of the Jews? Are you the king? Tell us plainly. Don't keep us in doubt. Who are you? Where did you come from? What are you doing here? By what authority have we given you to do these things? Who are you? Even in one place, they tried to say that Jesus was born of fornication. They were accusing him in John chapter 8, verse 41. You're the one to be born of fornication, not us. How many know that then it, just like they did then, they do today. They start lying on Jesus. <laughs> but how many know it doesn't stop there because Jesus don't help them out? <laughs> Jesus was very good at not always uh, qualifying what he would say. And here, Jesus doesn't help them out. He makes some some horrendous claims. I mean, horrendous claims that even drives the, home, the point home further. Jesus makes himself, let's look at a couple of these. First of all, Jesus makes himself equal with God. Let's stop right there for a second. Jesus makes himself equal with God. Now, if I stood up here and I said to you that I am equal with God, most of y'all would be like, wait a minute. You're running up out of here. Some of you might even try to beat me up. Right? Because there's no way. I mean, this is wrong with this guy. This is when Jesus came. This is what Jesus was saying. I am equal. In fact, look at John. Go to the Gospel of John, chapter number 5. I want you to go there real quick. I want you to lay eyes on this verse. And I'm going somewhere, so I want you to stay with me. You still with me? Say amen. amen. Look at John, chapter number 5, verse number 16. For this reason, watch this. For this reason, the Jews persecuted Jesus. Watch. And they sought to kill him. Now, watch this now. I want you to understand. They didn't seek to beat him up. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't seek to kind of like give him a little smack or, or give him a little talk down. No, no. They sought to what? Kill him. How do we know it? We call that in, in police terms, red zone. <laughs> But Jesus answered them, watch this church, my father has been working until now, and I have been working. Uh-oh, watch, now watch. Therefore, the Jews sought all the more to what? <laughs> because he not only broke the Sabbath, but he also said that God was his father, watch this church, making himself equal with God. How many know that they fully understood what was taking place? And you think Jesus will stop there, right? Nah, he doesn't stop there. Then Jesus answered and said to them in verse number 18, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son of Man can do nothing of himself but what he sees the Father do, for whatever he does, the Son does in like manner. For the, Son loves the, for the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself does. And he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. Look at this, verse 21. For as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the Son gives life to whomever he will. How do you know this stuff is getting deep now? Verse 22. For the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son. So now he's saying the Father, he said, Jesus is saying, look, now 
I am the one that is going to be doing all judgment. I'm going to be the one that's going to judge mankind. Now, I want you to hear this. This is what they're hearing. And then, you think Jesus stopped there? No, he doesn't stop there. Look at verse 23. That all should honor the Father, the Son, just as they honor the Father. For he who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Wow. Now Jesus really stepped in it. He just said, look, the same honor. Now y'all here in this church. He said, the same honor you ought to give the Father, you give me the same thing. The same worship. The same praise. When you bow, whatever you do, the same, the exact same honor that you give to God, you give the same honor to me. How many know he ruffles some feathers? Oh, I love it. How many are loving this? I love it. Secondly, Jesus claims that, watch this, he can forgive sin. Mark chapter 2, verses 5 and 7. Now, I want, you to, I want you to see it from their perspective, and I want you to understand, kind of put yourself there like, like you're just hearing this stuff for the first time. And I want, you to, I, want you to, I want you to walk through this with me. Jesus claimed that he could forgive sin. Mark chapter number 2, verses 5 through 7. Watch this. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. And some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. You know what they're thinking, right? Is this boy then lost his mind or what? He is absolute. Who does this Jesus? Who? What does he think he's doing? Who is this guy? Verse number seven. Why does this man speak blasphemies? Why does he keep talking like he's crazy? <laughs> Who can forgive sins but God alone? I mean, no. That only God could forgive sins. No man could forgive sin. But Jesus, the man Jesus, the man Jesus comes on the scene and says, I can forgive sins. In fact, he said, your sins are forgiven. Y'all getting this now. You're seeing this. Let's keep going. Jesus makes a claim that God sent him to save. Watch this. John 3, 16. Everybody knows this verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, the flip side of that is that whoever don't believe in him will perish. And, and you're not going to get life with God. Wow. Listen to what Jesus is saying. And then Jesus even takes it a step further. He says, I laid down my life and no one can take it from me. Wait a minute. Wait up. Wait just a minute. We need to be calling a mental hospital. We need to be calling St. Elizabeth. We need to be calling somebody because now this guy is saying that basically that he can die and then he, can, he, can, he got authority to, to, to live again all of himself. John 10, verse 17 through 18, Therefore my Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. How many know they thought they killed Jesus, but they did not? Oh, Y'all not hearing that. They thought they killed Jesus, but they did not. Not really. Watch this. No one takes it from me. How many know Jesus said, I could call down a whole legion of demons, uh, angels right now and crush all these demons. I could stop her if I, if I chose to. How many know, but love kept them. Love made them keep his hand. How many know the love made them stay back? It was love. It was you. He could. He could have right then. He could have said, wait a minute. Y'all getting on my nerve. If it was me, I would have said that. 
I'd have been like, y'all tripping. Bam! But Jesus says, no, 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 no. He said, he said, no, no, no one take my life. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. This command have I received from my Father. Are you getting this? Something is happening here. Something amazing is staring here because you have this man. This is what they're thinking. This man that grew up with me, that we used to play hotshot together, that we used to play the Nintendo games together, that he grew up. All of a sudden, he's making these wild claims. And John 14.6, how I many know he's taking a little bit further? Then he, he really steps in. I am the way, he says. The truth and the life. No one come to the Father except through me. Now, I say that's pretty narrow. How many know that a lot of folk can't handle that today? Am I right about it? How many know if Jesus walked on the planet in today's environment, if Jesus walked in, he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody can get to the Father except through me. How many know the people will be just as mad as they were then? They will be even more mad today. Because when you say it in the name of Jesus, how many people that you know of get upset? You narrow-minded Christian. Who do you think? Are you getting this? Who do you think you are? Who gave you the authority to say that you just, who are you to say that you're the only way? I mean, I got my way, you got your way. We all get there together. What's the problem? Can't we all, in the, in the spirit of Rodney King, can we all just get along? Can we all, I mean, I mean, I mean, why do you have to, why do you have to do that? You know, why do you have to say these crazy things? Why do you have to say these blasphemies? Why, Jesus, can't you just be cool and just say that I love everybody and your way is okay, my way, we'll get there all together because how many know it is truth that makes free, not a lie? You know the truth, and the truth will make you free. There's a lot of people that's not free today because you're withholding truth, because you've been intimidated. You've been pushed in the corner, and you won't even say it. Oh, I might get, watch this. And so watch this. So Jesus, watch this. We know that Jesus claimed, watch this. He also claimed, he says, I'm going I'm to rise again from the dead. You know, the whole time he was with his disciples. Hear this. The whole time he's with his disciples, he was telling them, he was letting them know, like in Mark chapter 9, verse 931, for he taught his disciples, and he, he taught them this, church. Everybody say taught. He taught them, meaning that he, he, was, he was spending time with them, and his disciples, they didn't catch it. He said, the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of men, and they will kill him. Now, whether they were, their eyes were blind, they didn't want to receive the truth, just like people today, people don't want to hear it. Jesus, but, but he said, after he is killed, he will rise the third day. So watch this, church. So they murdered, they killed the Lord of glory. They murdered him. They hung him on that cross. They brought him through a trial and they lied on him. They beat him. How many know Jesus only did good? They beat him. They persecuted him. They smacked him. They drove the spikes in his hand, the nails in his foot. They made him take his cross all the way up to Golgotha. They abused, they beat him, and they thought to themselves, 
Now, this foolishness will stop. So y'all, are you staying with me? Say with them, I'm going somewhere. See, see, now they're thinking, oh, they're thinking now, now finally now, when we kill him, when we hang him on that cross, that all this crazy talk about you can raise the dead, all this crazy talk about you and the Father are one, all this crazy talk, all of this will cease. When we kill him, it's over. So they murdered the son of glory. And guess what happened? God raised him from the dead. There was a chance to give God a praise right there. Now watch this. Let me tell you why the resurrection is so important. Because what the resurrection does, it validates everything that Jesus said. Are you hearing that? Everything, all the claims, everything that Jesus said, I mean, all of it, when he got up from the grave, it was God's way of saying, this is my beloved son, hear him. The resurrection validated every claim that Jesus made, every one of them, every claim he made, when he said he was the son of God, when he said he was equal with God, when he said he could forgive sins, how many know the resurrection was a game changer? (laughs) <laughs> it was a game. You see, Confucius is dead. Muhammad is dead. Buddha is dead. But Jesus is alive. He rose again. The grave could not hold him. See, the resurrection, it validates that we can believe everything that Jesus said. That's why God raised him up. So that you might know that the work is finished and the resurrection is like a big old exclamation point. It validates all the claims. How many know God raised them? Look at the name and say, God raised them. And Acts chapter 13, verse 28 and 36. You can just write it down. I got to read it real quick. And though they found no cause of death in him, they asked Pilate that he should be put to death. Now when they had fulfilled all that was written concerning him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a tomb. Verse number 30. Watch this. But God. Look at the name and say, but God. Oh, how many of you need a but God moment right now? How do you know, whenever you see something in the Bible that said, but God, look out. <laughs> whenever you see a but God moment, you know God is about to do something. He's about to turn the table. See, they thought they had him. See, they kept looking at him like a man. They kept thinking, of, oh, he's just a man. But how do you know, Jesus was claiming that he was much more than a man. And so they, they killed him. They, at least they thought they did. But God raised him from the dead. Some of you got some stuff right now. You need a but God moment. God sent me to tell you he's about to raise some stuff in your life from the dead. Why? But God. Do you believe it? Verse number 34. Look at this. Look at verse 34. Watch this. And that he raised him from the dead. This is Jesus. No more to return to corruption. Like my sister said earlier, Jesus only died once. Look, ain't no more resurrection. It's over. It's done. It's finished. Hallelujah. Therefore, verse 35, he also says in another psalm, you will not allow your Holy One to see corruption. For David, after he served his own generation by the will of God, he fell asleep. He was buried with his fathers, and he saw corruption. But he whom God raised up saw no corruption. And we know that the resurrection... The resurrection was God's way of saying then and is God's way of saying today. 
that you can walk with Jesus. You can believe every single word he said. You don't have to doubt. You don't have to wonder. God says, I'm going to back him up. How many know when God backs you up, can't nothing stop you? <laughs> How many know when God got you back, you're, you're in good business? The Bible, God also, watch, here's another claim that God backed up. You know what Jesus said? Jesus said that he would judge the world. Acts, Acts 17, 31, look at this. But because he has appointed a day on which he would judge the world in righteousness, talking about God, by the man, talking about the man Jesus, whom he has ordained, he has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. That's why you don't have to trip over people when people don't want to understand or receive your God. Because one day, whether they like it or not, they got to come face to face with the risen king. Amen. Everybody, the Bible says every knee. Everybody say every knee. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. That ain't a couple of folks. Right. That ain't just cover up a certain parts of the region. That's all over the world. Every knee going to bow because he is the king of glory. Oh, they ain't worshiping him right now. See, you're here this morning, and I know you're all right by some people, and they're out there worshiping their car, and they're out there they're running, and they don't care, but it's coming a day and time when they're going to have to bow down and say, you are the Lord of glory. Like it or not, it is what it is. Are you hearing me, church? Jesus was raised for our justification. Jesus said very plainly, he said that Whoever believes in him will have eternal life. <laughs> Romans 4, verses 24 through 25. But also for us, it shall be imputed to us who believe in him, who raised up Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. Watch this. Listen to this verse in, verse, in Romans 4, verse 25. This is a powerful verse. Who was delivered up because of our offenses. Watch this, church. How do you know that Jesus was delivered up for our offenses? Via Della Rosa was you. That's all he, he had in his mind. He was, he was delivered up for our offenses. Watch this. And he was raised because of our justification. How many know the justification, it, it means declare free, to be made right? Is there anybody sitting in the audience today that can say, Pastor, I've been made right? Is there anybody sitting here today to say, Pastor, I'm justified? Yeah, I did it, but he set me free. He gave me grace. How many of you would testify that he gave you grace? Amen. Jesus raised him up so that he can justify you. And you and I both know that the grave cannot hold him. This is why Jesus said very plainly, Jesus says, nobody take my life. I lay it down. That's why the grave couldn't hold him. Because nobody can take it. He lays it down. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, this is our, our final this is kind of like our foundational text, and we'll go back there here for a moment. In 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, verses 3 and 4. So Paul has, has to talk to the Corinthian church. You know the Corinthian church, God bless their heart. Uh, they were a church that had all kinds of issues, right? I mean, you know, from fornication to, to just, uh, they were suing each other. They were always fighting. They were backbiting. And, and Paul has spent a lot of time teaching them, you know. And he certainly, he taught them about the resurrection, and here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 and 4, for I delivered to you, watch this, this is what Paul said to the Corinthian church, for I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. This was the gospel. And that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Watch this now. So the first point is, Christ died for our sins. This is what he did. He was sinless, and how many know that he was qualified to take away our sins? 
See, I can't, I can't die for your sin. No man can just die for your sin. How many know it had to be a special person to die for our sin? That special person who was sinless was Jesus. Come on, give Jesus another hand clap. Christ was buried. In other words, he took our sins, he buried them, he destroyed our sins, and then when he rose again from the dead, how many know he defeated death? Oh, church. Oh, y'all hearing this? I said he defeated death. What, is pe what do people feel more than anything today? Death. You don't have to fear death because when Jesus got up from the grave, the Bible says Jesus was the first fruits of those who are to follow. How do you know that because Jesus rose from the dead, you also are going to rise from the dead? So you don't have to fear anything. You can walk with boldness. What can you do to me? You can't, MC Hammer, you can't touch this. What can you do to me? Some of you walk around, you're scared. What are you scared of? Jesus got up from the grave. There should be some boldness coming up out of you. There should be a tenacity of faith. I'm not fearing. Brother, what can you do to me? You can just say, well, I don't want to hear your gospel, so what? I'll go to the next one. <laughs> some of them were saying, they said, they said, there ain't no resurrection. And, 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 and the whole thing. And, and, and Paul said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He says, if there is no resurrection, if, if, if the saints are not raised from the dead, then you understand that your faith is empty. Because the whole reason Jesus rose from the dead was to redeem you and me and to bring us back. So if, if Christ didn't rise from the dead, if, you don't, if, 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 if our brothers and sisters don't rise from the dead, Paul's point was Christ didn't rise from the dead either. None of it matters at this point. But how many know that Christ did rise from the dead? 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and I'm, I'm going I'm to do this in, in a couple of minutes, and, and then we're going we're gonna to get it close while the music is playing. Come on, brother. Come on up. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 12 through 19. Listen to this. So you see Paul begins to explain the, the consequences of not embracing the resurrection. He says all the negatives of what happens. If you read those verses, Paul says all the negatives of what happened. So what I want to do is I want to flip those negatives into a positive. Now watch. Watch this. Why does the resurrection change everything? Why does it? We already said that the resurrection validates everything that Jesus said, so now I can have confidence. Why is it that the resurrection changes everything? According to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 12 and 18, listen to this. Because of the resurrection, it ignites our preaching to a lost world. How many know that every one of us should be preaching? We had this conversation yesterday. You know, you may not be called to stand up here and do what I do, the way that I do it. But can I tell you right now that God has ordained you to preach. You don't have to wait for somebody to lay hands on you. Lay, in fact, somebody do me a favor. The person you're sitting beside, lay hands on them and pray for them. Say, God, fill them with your Holy Spirit. Give them boldness to preach right now. Amen. You've been all ordained in the ministry. There you go. That's your piece of paper. That's all you think, man. I need my piece of paper. No, you don't. If you ain't preaching now, you ain't going to preach when you get the piece of paper. Okay. Because of the resurrection, how many know that, that, that our, our message is true? We can speak with boldness. We don't have to tiptoe. Oh, I'm afraid to offend. Oh, brother, no, no. Jesus rose from the dead. 
and, and, and how many know if Jesus rose from the dead, you got the victory and you have the answer to all of life's problems? Every one of them. I don't, listen, I'm, I don't tiptoe around nothing, brother. I call it what it is. Some of you who know me, you know, brother, I just, I just say it like it is. I'm bold. See, because I'm ignited because I know Jesus got up from the grave. Every other man that I ever known is dead except for one. <laughs> He's the only one that got up. The only one. The rest of them, they just had theories and good speeches and did great things. But it don't mean nothing to me today. But Jesus is my deliverance. He is my salvation. Because of the resurrection, we can preach knowing that Christ is with us. How do you know that Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you? Don't you know that when Jesus had all those people, think about it, when all those folks were at him and calling him names and threatening to kill him, did we not read it earlier? They said, we're going to kill you. How many know that the whole time God was with him? I want you to understand, God knew all along that, that, how many know that if God be for you, who can be against you? So watch this. So I can preach now. I can share knowing this, that God is me. God got my back. How many know that, that how many know God had Jesus back? Boy, hang in there, boy. It's coming. Jesus knew it. Jesus knew it. Jesus, my time is coming. How many know the truth will be vindicated? God will show himself strong in you if you will stay faithful. You don't have to worry about a God to get you back. Look at your neighbor and say, God got your back. Look at your neighbor and tell him again. Now act like it. There you go. Because of the resurrection, I can have confidence that my sins are forgiven. Not only does his death save me, but his resurrection secures me forever. See, how many of you know that we don't have any business walking around feeling defeated. I don't understand Christians who walk around. Listen, I understand that we have moments of challenge. I get it. I understand that we have moments when things don't go too well. I get it. But how is it that Jesus who rose again from the dead, because I understand that he rose again from the dead, that means he defeated death and that means he defeated every, every enemy. That means I have life and have eternal why do I walk around with my head hung down? What am I depressed about? How do you know that because of the resurrection, I can have hope? No matter how bad my situation is. How many of you got some bad situations right now? Come on. Come on. But you know what? Guess what? You still can live in hope because Jesus already got you the victory. You're right here. You're coming up. You have been raised. You have been raised. So no matter how bad my problems are, I don't even care. I can listen. I don't listen. God, I understand there's mental illness, but I'm going to tell you something right now. I don't ever even contemplate suicide. I know some of you do. I understand that. I know some people struggle. I get it. But let me tell you something. I bathe myself in the truth of his word. I bathe myself in who I am. Because when I get a revelation of who I am and what and all that he's done for me, I can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil. Lord, he's with me. I just want to know, God, are you with me? Oh, God, I just want to know, God, I can do anything. 
I just need to know when I look back, I just want to know, God, you're right there. I just want to know. Moses said, Lord, I'll go about it. He said, but I just want to make sure that as I go, you be with me. Come on, God. If you with me, I'll be all right. Look at your neighbor and say, you'll be all right. Stop crying. You'll be all right. You got resurrection power living on the inside of you. You've been raised. You defeated every bad thing that happened in this world today. Listen, don't let all the stuff that God that's going on today, all this foolishness and all these problems in the world, don't you start walking around tripping, talking about, I don't know what I'm going to do. You're going to praise him. That's what you're going to do because you got victory on all of it. You don't have to fear terrorism. Fear him who sits on the throne. You have power to take life and to give it. And he told to give me life. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm cashing in. Come on, somebody. Who is anybody here going to cash in with me? Because of the resurrection, folks, we can live in perpetual hope. And I'm going to close with this. This is why Paul said this. Listen to this. I love this verse. This is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. If anybody ever ask, if anybody ever want to know, what is pastor's favorite verse in all the Bible? This is probably, this is in my top five right here. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Watch this. Chapter 15, verse 58. He says, therefore, my beloved brethren, you can be steadfast, immovable, always. Look at me and say, always. Always abounding in the works of the Lord. Some of you might, my wife's going to tell one. She said, she said, why do you, how do you do that? I said, because I can be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord. Because everything I do in his name is not for nothing. He says, not in vain. You might not even treat me right. You might even talk about me. You might even mistreat me, but you know what? I'll still keep on serving him because Jesus rose again from the dead and I've already defeated that. That's already gone. So I, listen to me. I don't know about you, but I'm going to be steadfast. I'm going to keep on going. I don't care how hard it get, as long as I got breath in my body, as long as I can walk, I'm going to keep on praising him. It don't matter what the devil brings my way. It don't matter. I don't know about you, but I'm dug in. If there's anybody in the house dug in today, I, I'm deep. I, 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 look, I'm like, look, I've come way too far to turn back now, man. Way too far. I feel like preaching this morning. Hell yeah. I, I, won't, I won't hoop and holler. I won't do that. But listen, I just want you to know I'm excited. Because I got the victory. You got the victory. You walk out of here today, you better be shouting. I don't want to see, if I give the ushers, I command you, if you see an unhappy face, slap them in the face and tell them smile. Don't let them walk out of the door. Don't let them walk out of the door. Sorry, I'm, I'm kidding. Not, no, no, no. Yeah. no, 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 I, I have to say that because you never know, somebody might take me up on the challenge. The pastor said it. That we got, that we got joy, unspeakable joy, full of glory. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy neighbor because God backed them up. And now you are sitting here today. You're sitting here today on this Resurrection Sunday, redeemed by His blood. You got bills to pay. I get it. You're struggling in your relationship. I get it. But, but take whatever you're going through. Look at it in the face of resurrection see it through the eyes of resurrection 
and you are maintaining your joy as you go through. Every head is bowed.